Oh, a coupon, you say? Mm-hmm. God damn! $20 off? You just have to order $500 worth. I am in! I already had $500 in my cart. <laughs> I'm ready. Actually, it's funny because Lee and I are so excited for Saturday because we have a basketball game that we're going to go to, a mm-hmm. SDSU basketball game. And we have the mother-in-law watching the kids. So they're nice. going to go to Grammy's house for the whole day and they're staying the night. Oh, I was going to ask. Dude, yeah. nice. It used to be that on Saturday games, it was our drunk games. Like yeah. before uh, children, before kids. Yeah. <laughs> And they were always so fun, and it was, like, the best time ever. And so Lee was so excited. He's like, there's a Saturday drunk game. The kids are actually old enough now that it's not such a hassle to ask somebody to watch them, especially overnight. Yeah. So we're doing it. We're so excited. And we keep, like, fucking prepping for it. We're like, after the game, do you want to go get dumplings, like Chinese <laughs> dumplings? And we're, like, looking at the menu, like, I'm going to get the pork ones. <laughs> And then he's like, okay, then we're going to come back home. Don't plan anything. We're going to come back home. We're going to get high and we're going to order Uber Eats. Like, we're so excited for food. That's adulthood, man. I'm so excited. He's like, we could order anything off of Uber Eats. And I'm like, Ooh, baby. anything? <laughs> Talk Uber Eats to me. <laughs> oh, my God. So I can't wait for Saturday. I'm yeah. so excited. Literally, oh. it's been all we talk about all week long. That literally does sound like a really good time, though. I know. Like, I'm just so relaxing excited. and mm-hmm. with your boo thing and mm-hmm. just having a good time. Yeah. Sounds fun. Actually, this is a great segue into my goddamn. Oh, what so is do you it? just want to kick it off? Yeah, let's go. <laughs> so I've decided mm-hmm. since New Year's that I <gasps> Is this a resolution? It's <sighs> Okay, a light one. I hate resolutions. It's a soft resolution. And yeah, exactly. Very soft. And I debated even using this for a goddamn because like I probably won't stick with it. Mm-hmm. But I've decided that I'm going to cut back a lot on drinking. Okay. And I already only drank like once a week as is. Mm-hmm. Like every weekend basically is when I drink. <laughs> because before during COVID I was drinking like every night. So mm-hmm. I cut that back, right? Yeah, yeah. But the reason is because after New Year's I had so much anxiety. Like the morning after – the hangxiety is what mm-hmm. they call it, right? Mm-hmm. The morning after drinking, it was like three days of just feeling like I'm crawling out of my fucking – skin. Oh, no. Like, I couldn't sleep at night no matter what I did. Oh, no. I just felt, like, grumpy and uncomfortable and just couldn't get couldn't get my fucking life together. Yeah. And I've been like that before. Like, it's no big surprise or anything. But this last time, I was like, this is irritating. Like, it's not even worth it. The yeah. drunk before. Not that New Year's Eve wasn't fun or whatever. Like, sitting in my house drinking. Yeah. Whatever. with friends. Yeah. I was with a few friends, very small group of friends. That's right. So I didn't spread COVID everywhere. Also, we all tested beforehand because... We, we really did. We did, like, a COVID party. And yeah. I'm so sad, though, because we were supposed to, like, karaoke and stuff, and that got canceled. But that's okay. We're going to do it. We're going to make it up whenever the fuck it's safe enough to make mm-hmm. it up. But we kept it, like, all the families that already <laughs> were in contact the previous week. Yeah. Anyway, so after that, I was like, this is the last straw. I'm going to try to actually make myself better because it sucks for like three days you feel like you're dying every second like panic attacks not feeling great all this other shit so this saturday is supposed to be this fun drunk game and i'm like i'll drive because like i want to stick to it and it literally will have only been a week it'll be almost made it yeah it'll be like normally if i was gonna drink again it would be on a saturday but why why did i pick yeah. This week to start it. That's like, funny. I didn't do it intentionally either. Yeah. It's just like I felt like such shit that I was like, okay, I'm not going to. Like if there's events and stuff where we have to drink, I just won't drink. I've done it before. I've been pregnant before. Yeah. I've it's been the DD fine. before. It's yeah. just not 
as fun. Yeah. Right? It's not what you want to do. But the basketball games, I go to all the time and stay sober also. So, like, those won't be that bad. But it's the idea of the day. Like, we normally you would go drink. You'd end up at a bar, go do all this stuff. But I'm like, even going to a bar, it sounds so exhausting to me. Like, I want to come home, get high, and eat Uber Eats. Yeah, yeah. And, like, snuggle on the couch. Your idea of a good time has changed. It has. Mm. At least right now. At least for right now. Yeah. That's kind of where we were at when we stopped drinking, too. It was like, as soon as we planned it, it was like, we went to Vegas the next week. We're like, what the fuck were we thinking? Yeah, I know. It's hard. Yeah. Well, and if you wait, though, like, there's always going to be another event. Like, we all do so much goddamn shit. Yeah. There's always another thing where you're like, oh, but it'd be fun to drink at so-and-so's wedding. Yeah. Or whatever other thing there is. Yeah. Or Saturday. Which, I mean, I'm not going to, like, not drink but I just need a little fucking break because yeah. the anxiety you. was not okay. That's good, though. It's yeah. good to give your body a little break. And then when you go back to it, if you decide to go back to it, your fucking when? tolerance will be reset. When? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'll be reset. It'll be like after, your, after you give birth. After and you're you like, holy shit, I had a beer and I'm smashed. Exactly. And you're like, ooh, okay, I can handle this again. And then you don't feel like quite as much shit because your body yeah. isn't like yeah. literally alcohol poisoned. Also, <laughs> it's interesting you say that because... Out of nowhere, like in the last couple of months, every time I drink beer, the next day, my stomach hurts so bad. Oh, like, no. I don't feel good. No matter how much I drink, it could be two beers, it could be seven beers, and Uh-oh. I will feel the same. I know. I'm like, am I getting the old allergic gene where all of a sudden I can't drink beer? Yeah. What the fuck? So then I started drinking seltzers, and then I'd feel fine. Like It might be. Yeah, I know. I'm like, fuck. And then I'm like, I'll just drink Bloody Marys. And I'm like, this isn't how it works. This is how you become an alcoholic. <laughs> I'll just switch to the hard stuff. <laughs> yeah, because then my tummy doesn't hurt the next day. Yeah. So we're just going to take a little pause. Oh, maybe it is like the gluten or whatever. It starts ciders or something. Uh, maybe. And my fucking delicate, fragile ecosystem just can't handle it anymore. <laughs> I swear. I'm like, I eat, ugh, I'm allergic to everything. I don't yeah. fucking know. Aww. But like not diagnosed allergic to everything. It's just like, oh, yeah, I got hives. I'll just eat it again. My throat's kind of scratchy. I'll just keep eating it. I really like pineapples, though. It makes it hard to breathe a little bit, but <laughs> it's worth it. I'll just wheeze through it. <laughs> oh, oh, God. Well, good for you. Yeah. I like we'll it. We'll see how it's not. I'm going to be next week like, oh, I'm so hungover. Yeah. But listen, I'll be happy to have you back when you come back. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you were like, I'm going to have a girls' night tomorrow night, I'd be like, yeah, let's do it. It's fine. (laughs) I can make an exception. See, it's like not this weird, hard, solid thing in my head, but it is. It's a soft resolution. Yeah, I just don't want to feel like shit. Yeah. Emotionally. I have been doing a lot of emotional work, peeps. Good. <laughs> I am a work new on yourself. person. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Do you want to hear some some good happy stuff? Hell yeah. So, my goddamn is kind of exciting. Ooh, I'm excited. Um, I mean, it's not that exciting. Okay, I'll tone it back. <laughs> okay, bring it bring it down. <laughs> bring it down. <laughs> I was driving home the other day, and a big fluffy husky okay. was, like, out in the road. And this survived. was alive. Yeah, oh, okay. my God. Yeah. You've traumatized us, so I, know. I don't think we can go back there. All the dead dogs that I've seen have been made up by this one, okay? Okay, okay. It was the fluffiest, sweetest little, little puppy dog, and it was, like, a white and whatever. Gray. It was a husky. You yeah, fucking know I what they you. look like. Yeah. yeah, I'm with you. And, uh... It had a collar on, but mm-hmm. it had no one in sight. So and, you were like, mine. Um, yes. And I stopped the car and I was like, I should get in. I should do something. Like yeah. I should. It wow. has a collar. 
I should really? do something. I'm I should impressed. get this dog and call the number on its collar, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Had my kids in the car. And so first I was like, let's make sure this dog is like chill, right? Yeah. So yeah, I rolled in sure. my window and I was like, hey, dog. You chill? <laughs> you chill? And the dog like was like, fuck yeah, person. And like ran over to me and just sat down like right outside <gasps> my door in the road. Like <sighs> just sat down like, oh, are we going to fucking play now? And I was like, well, God damn it. Now I, I have to stop. Love like, him. Yeah. Her? Her. It. it was a pink collar. So I'm assuming it's a girl. But. <laughs> Did not learn the name. But okay. I was like, all right, I, I got to get this dog now, right? Because it's going to get hit by a car or something. Oh, my God. We and can't I can't do this have again. That. No. And I'm making up for leaving the other dog to the other person. Yeah. Like, I'm going to. This is your moment. I'm going to take responsibility for this one. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I got this one, guys. I got this one. This it's one alive. Seems, this one seems friendly and easy. It has a collar. I'm in. It's probably <laughs> microchipped. It's fine. Yeah. So I pull over and my kid's like, what's going on? And I was like, there's a dog over there. And he's like, oh, cool. Fucking we got a new dog, right? Uh-huh. And I get out and I was like, hey, dog. And the dog like ran over to me and was just so fucking sweet and just like oh. kissing my face. And I was like, oh, you're so sweet. And so I was like petting it and stuff. And uh, this lady was like. Well, That's my dog. <laughs> no, right before I got out of my car, this lady was like, is that your dog? She pulled up and was oh. like, is that your dog? And I was like, no. And then I got out of my car to be like, I'll go fucking take it, right? And she mm-hmm. she drove away. She parked like two houses up. Mm-hmm. And so I got out. I called the dog to me. And uh, the dog was a super fucking sweetheart. And I was looking at the tag. No name. No fucking phone number. Why did you put a collar on it? The tag was like, it had like an Apple symbol on it. So I don't know if it was like a tracker or something. Oh, maybe it's one of those things that like opens the the puppy door. Oh. You know, like one of those tags. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they walk up to it. It's like a sensor. Maybe. I I don't know. Maybe he was supposed to be out or she. Yeah, but then, dude, your dog's going to get hit by a fucking car. 100%. Dumb. Yeah. And so, and also the dog was running around like it had never been outside before. (laughs) Like, yes. Like, fuck yeah, I'm going to sniff over here, right? Well, pee here and here and here and here. Yeah. What's this? I'll pee here again. (laughs) (laughs) This is great. And so I was like holding on to the collar and I was like, God damn it. And the lady had parked like two houses up or something. And Mm -hmm. so she was like, is there a name on the tag? And I was like, no. Apple. (laughs) (laughs) This is Apple. (laughs) And I was like, no, there's nothing on it. Like, there's no phone number or anything. Do you know any of your neighbors? Do they have a dog? Because obviously the dog is here. Your house is right here. Gotta be close. Do you know anybody? Detective work at its prime. I'm going to start with witness number one. Yeah. You. Exhibit A, You live in this neighborhood. Yeah. Do you know this dog? <laughs> you think at that point she'd be like, I know that dog. <laughs> yeah, I would think that. But then she started telling me. She was like, well, they have a lab. And I'm like, irrelevant. <laughs> but like, okay. <laughs> And telling me all the other houses and all the dogs. And its that, name is Russell. <laughs> literally, yeah. She's like, tell me other houses that had other dogs. And I'm like, okay, but like, do any of them have a look husky? like this? <laughs> Named Apple. <laughs> Are any of them this dog? <laughs> have you seen this dog before? Because now my job got harder. But I'm committed. Like, yeah. I got out of the fucking car. Yeah. I can't just be like, sorry, dog, and get back in, right? Yeah. Like tie it to a fence. I don't know. It didn't have a leash. It was just a call. It was a whole thing. And I was like, God damn it. Like, I'm going to actually have to take it to get microchipped or whatever to, like, see if it has a fucking thing. As I'm thinking of all of these things, this guy comes out of a house literally across the street. Like, his garage door opens and he starts walking over. And I was like, is this your dog? And he goes, yeah, that's my puppy. And I was like, oh, thank God. Let go of the dog, (laughs) thinking it's going to just go to the guy. No. It just immediately went to (laughs) me. Oh, my God. It just immediately went to me. Like, it came as soon as I called it. It was like, oh, my God, I fucking love people. And I was like, cool. And so I let go of the dog, and it just fucking did not. It was like, not today. It just ran. And I was like, bye. (laughs) And I got my car, and I drove away. Shut the fuck up. No. Were you like, sorry? No. 
No. Aaron! I mean, <laughs> I guess it was your first practice run, so we can't be that too upset. The dog is going to come. Like, it's a, it's not a busy street, and it's, like, right what there. What the fuck? <laughs> Why are you trying to justify it? Because had you been thinking, would that had still been your move? Was that you thinking? I guess it's a new way for me to rephrase that question. I mean, was yeah. I was, like, I was thinking, oh, the owner is here. The dog is going to go to the owner. And also, I don't want to be holding this man's dog. Like, it's not my dog. It's his dog. I don't want to hold his dog. It's not my dog. Here's your, Bye. Here's your dog. Let go. Deuces. Have you ever had a dog run away? No. That explains a lot. Well, yes, I have. But okay. I've never had someone else catch it. We've always caught him. It doesn't matter who's catching the dog. <laughs> if you have ever caught a dog once in your life... They run away. Like, if your dog is running away, they're fucking jacked. I mean, listen, he didn't go far. I was driving away, and I Did saw the, the guy, guy get his dog. Yeah, I saw okay. him carrying it, like a fucking sack of potatoes. <laughs> Do you think, was he like, what the fuck? I mean, probably. I was like, dog's up there now. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Had that been Chelsea? Because Chelsea fucking books it and yeah. she's impossible to catch yeah you have to bribe her like mm. i have to jump in the car and drive and pop the door open at the prime moment and be like do you want to go for a ride and she's gotta have a lapse in judgment and be like <laughs> fuck yeah she said the keywords to get in my car otherwise ain't nobody catching that motherfucker mm. all right listen this one was a puppy he's also said that's my puppy and i was like puppies love people it's gonna come back to him it's gonna be fine that was where my head went and um i got back in the car though and my kid was like mom Where's our dog? Where's the dog? <laughs> and I was like, oh, that was the owner. Like, we gave him back. And he's like, why didn't we keep it? And I was like, because. Great his, question. Great question. <laughs> his family would have been really sad if we kept it. Like, we can't. you can't just keep someone else's dog. It belonged to that guy. And my kid was like, well, but if we had kept it, then we could have had three dogs. <laughs> <laughs> Great point. Great point. Fair point. Yeah. But <laughs> it's also no. not our dog. Yeah. And then he was like, well, how come you didn't let us get out of the car? Him and his sister, right? And yeah. I was like, well... Do you, do you know the time it takes to get you out of a goddamn car, kid? Seriously. Yeah. And also wrangling a puppy that's totally not going to run away. <laughs> <laughs> Nightmare. And so I was like, oh, well, because I don't know if, you know, the dog's friendly nice. or whatever. Yeah. And he said, and I quote, all dogs are friendly. <laughs> and I was like, oh, you're... Oh, are they? Your worldview is so small. I know. I wish I lived in that space. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Wouldn't need therapy. <laughs> you know, right? <laughs> of course a dog is great. Why wouldn't a dog be great? Dogs cannot, are fucking friendly. I cannot believe you just let that fucking dog go. I'm glad he caught the dog. Yeah, he got it. But like it went straight like up to the lady. Like it just like, uh, ran over to to where she was because it was like, cool, another person. How close was this guy to you when you let him go? Like five feet. What? That's not that bad actually. No. It took me a minute because I don't know. Oh. <laughs> I was like, I was like across me. the fucking street, Jesus. No, no, he was like already almost to me. That seems reasonable. There were no other cars around, and now I'm just standing here awkwardly holding your dog, and he and didn't like, act mm. like concerned, like, oh my God, thank you, that's my dog. He was just like, that's my puppy, and I was like, okay. <laughs> here you go. Guess I'm done that's here. That's what I'm I'm imagining the garage door opens, he's standing in it, and he's like, that's my puppy, and you're across the street parked, and you're like, cool, and let it go. Yeah, no, 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 no. Okay, no. he was like, I was like, had that been me and, and Chelsea, there's walk- no way I wouldn't have been like, what the fuck? Like that would have happened immediately. <laughs> no, he was like walking casually and stuff, and he's like, yeah, that's my puppy, and I was like, okay, be free, puppy. <laughs> I guess that's how we live here. I don't know, man. I also kind of live in a bad neighborhood, and so I'm like, we let dogs go. I get it. <laughs> Sometimes they're loose. Maybe it was a fucking tag to get out, and he was like, she's got to learn the neighborhood. I don't know. <laughs> 
I don't know. <laughs> oh my god, that's so funny. Not twenty years ago, there were dogs roaming the streets, and that's just how people kept them. They didn't have collars. No, and they're just like, oh yeah, that one lives lives in that house. We just paint a fucking sign or print one and put it up on a fence post. This one's missing. Yeah, His name is Ronald. <laughs> Murphy. <laughs> Mutt. Yeah, but that's my goddamn as I almost a got a puppy, stole a puppy, let a puppy go again, lost a puppy. I don't know. Whatever happened there. I feel like your goddamn is that you let that dog go right before that man could grab it from you. <laughs> like, what an inconvenience. He wasn't even reaching for it. Yeah, that changes it a little bit. And yeah. how close he was. I get it now. Yeah. But the original story. the dog was just going to be like, cool. My dude, that's my guy. What's up, homie? Yeah. I'm not trying to actively escape you or anything. I've been looking for you. <laughs> I don't know how I got out here. Help. <laughs> okay. So. All right. Let me have it. All right. Are you ready for I'm this ready. week? <gasps> 175. Episode 170 motherfucking five. That's a milestone. They're all milestones at this point. Yeah, but 75 is like, you know, one of, it's like a dollar 75. It's like it's an even number in my head. It's almost $2. it's not even. It's a quarter away from $2. Yeah. Yeah. It's 25 cents. It's a coin. A ticket, as my youngest says. He thinks a quarter's a ticket. Oh. He thinks you need a ticket to get a gumball. So, listen. My kid thinks all coins are quarters, so. <laughs> Idiot. He's like, give me a quarter, and I hand him a dime, and he's like, thanks, Mom. And I'm like, dum dum. <laughs> I could teach you, but I won't. Not today. <laughs> okay. So, I got a six-pager for you this, this week. Let me have it. Lay it on me. I don't mean to brag or anything, but I'm pretty sure I solved a murder. Oh. Oh. Oh, a murder, you say. This oh. is one we got to solve. This ain't solved? It ain't solved, but I solved it. Did you spoiler alert the fucking Murderpedia Wikipedia page? <laughs> <laughs> no, I did not because I <laughs> legitimately... Okay, you guys, I fucking went crazy, went down some rabbit holes, whatever. Get excited. I'm mm-hmm. going to pump you up. And then Hell at yeah. the very end, my very last bullet point is, you know, or I could be wrong. <laughs> it's one of those where, like, you step back and you take a breath and you're like, whoa. <laughs> but, like, also, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> but also... I'm excited. Sell that me on escalated. it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So this week I'm going to tell you about Lynn Amos. Okay. In August of... Any 19- relation? To? Famous? Amos? <laughs> Amos. Is this cookies? No. Damn. Okay. No. Well, actually, I don't really know that for sure. But this reminds me of Amos from uh, Chicago. Isn't that his name? Mr. Cellophane. Cellophane. I mean, that sounds familiar, and it sounds like someone from that time Mm -hmm. period. I feel like that should make a comeback for names for boys. Amos? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Anyway, so, Lynn Amos. In August of 1995, Lynn was a 35-year-old single woman living in Washington, D.C. Okay. Hold on. Yep. What year? 1995. Okay. 95. 95. Okay. She's 35? 38. 38. And 95. This is going to be a rough one. I got it. Oh, you better put your hat on, chug that coffee, because we've got a fucking murder to solve here. Okay. Okay. And I do a lot in here. Everybody listening, if you are not on prime time brain mode, this isn't going to be one that you could passively listen to. I need you actively paying attention, taking notes. Keeping count on finger what person we're talking about, what's going on, okay? Are you um, ready? Are you am ready? I going to need to, like, draw a fucking yeah, you know, web? We need we need uh, red yarn. Mm-hmm. My God, I went yellow, green, red. <laughs> That's what happened in my head <laughs> just to get there. We need red string, push pens, maps, name tags. All right. Yeah. Let's, okay. Okay. We're doing okay. it. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. Solved a fucking murder. Solved it. Not really, but, you know, close. But maybe. 
but perhaps I'm a fucking genius. Maybe. I or always knew it. Or the police has already like went down this rabbit hole and they're like, no. Or it's totally not relevant and I got one piece of bad information and went off on a whole whatever. Okay. And they're like, actually, she wasn't related to Famous Amos. <laughs> Turns out. Damn it. No relation to the cookie guy. That was my whole key witness. <laughs> Without it, it's just shattered. All right. So in August of 1995, Lynn is 38 and she's a single woman living in Washington, D.C. Okay. She was described as bright and gregarious. Ooh. Which, for the record, never call me gregarious. Why? I don't know. I just don't like the word. I call my cat that all the time. Well, I mean, his <laughs> name is Greg. So like, He's gregarious. <laughs> what are you going to do with that, you know? But, like, you'd be like, she was so gregarious. What yeah. does it even mean? Does it mean, like, to be, like, Boisterous? sociable? Yeah. Oh. Gregarious. Like, friendly. Like, a social butterfly. I don't fucking know. Call I guess a I social re- butterfly, then. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Oh, my God. I almost ate the mic. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm getting too too excited. Okay. I'm so excited. Yeah. You're amping okay. me up here. Okay. You better get amped. I'm ready. This shit is crazy. Okay. Okay. Crazy, okay. I say. Okay. Okay. She had a master's degree in business administration. Oh, okay. Okay. She's smart, too. Oh, okay. <laughs> Women can get it, too. Uh, 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 uh. That's the sound that my kid's potty makes. That's weird. <laughs> flush it, the little training potty. Okay, so she's got her master's, and she's working as a financial consultant for a management consulting company. Damn. By the name of Barron's Group, LLC. Okay. Barron's is the name of this company. Okay. Write it down. Put a fucking pen mark. Okay. okay. Barron's. 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 <laughs> Why am I saying what? Like what? <laughs> okay. Her job required her to travel often, and one of the locations that she would travel to was Mexico. Okay. And there she would work with large Mexican banks and review their lending practices. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. In November, Lynn had lunch with a friend by the name of Emily Smart. And at this lunch, she confided in Emily that she had recently been working in Mexico on an investigation with the Mexican equivalent to the Federal Reserve, like the U.S. Federal Reserve. Okay. This is how the friend explains it, okay? So Lynn was assigned this task of reviewing the Mexican Federal Reserve's lending practices, and she had uncovered some shady stuff. Ooh, get it. Mm Mm-hmm. Basically, it seemed that the reserve was lending money to bad people or businesses, and articles kind of led you to believe that it had something to do related to drug money. Okay. Right? Getting the cartel involved? Mm, Exactly. Mm. But they never really said cartel. They just said, hmm, funky practices, maybe something to do with drugs. But you think Mm -hmm. drugs, Mexico, cartel, got it. Yeah. Shady practices. Mm -hmm. And you're talking about, like, their governmental, you know, money, whatever. Yeah, this is like an official. Yeah. Yeah. And she's like, I found some corrupt shit. Mm Mm-hmm. But Lynn wouldn't really elaborate on what her report was, you know, really about or, like, what she uncovered or what she found, other than just saying that it was definitely going to be, quote, ugly. (gasps) Because her friend that she went to lunch with also did the same thing as her, like, did financial consulting. Why wouldn't you tell her everything then? Well, that's the thing. Like, her friend was like, it's really weird because we talk about everything all the time. But this thing she just kind of was very generic on. And I couldn't really get much out of her. Mm. Mm Mm-hmm. Hmm. Additionally, she was mentioning to other friends and coworkers that there were aspects of her work lately that had been troubling her and that she was starting to get these mysterious phone calls at her house where Uh a person would just hang up. Like she'd pick up the phone and they'd hang up. Don't like that. Nope. Not nice. I guess while she was in Mexico on work, she would call her house to, like, check her answering machine Mm -hmm. to see, like, who had called whatever. And there would be, like, tons of these messages back to back where people would call and hang up. Mm. Now, I... Uh, And they'd leave a message for that? Not, like, just hang up when it fucking starts? That's what I don't understand is, like... 
The only thing I could think of is like calling to see if you're home because yeah. like remember your house, mm-hmm. like how you guys would. But that's a very unique scenario where in Aaron's house, if you ever called, you had to leave a message and you would just keep talking until somebody picked up the phone because mm-hmm. they were always home. But they never picked up the phone until they knew who it was. Mm-hmm. And the form of knowing who it was was waiting for the message. <laughs> it was our poor man's caller ID. <laughs> exactly. And so, like, I don't understand the point, really, of calling and hanging up other than to send the threatening message of uncomfortableness. Yeah, like, I'm watching you or I've or, got my fucking yeah, phone or, on you. Exactly. Or to know if they're home, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, she really didn't pick up, so she must not be home. I don't know. <laughs> okay, so. Shortly after this phone call thing, you know, that kept happening, and she was, like, telling her coworkers, like, man, I called my house and I have all these messages and it's really kind of, like, bothering me. It makes me uncomfortable. I don't know what's going on. Shortly after this, she stopped talking with her friends and family about her job at all. Like, she was just like, mm, I don't really want to talk about it. It's, you know, fucking out. I don't like it. Right? Like, not going to involve them? Yeah. I don't. I don't really know if it was like if it was brought up, she shut it down or if she just never brought it up and nobody was like, so how's work going? Yeah. Any more creepy phone calls? I don't I don't really know the scenario, but her friends and family are like, she stopped talking about work. Weird. After all of this weird shit was going down and all of a sudden she fell silent about it. Yeah. Until December 10th, when she went out to lunch with a bunch of friends and mentioned that she had seen some dangerous things during her investigation in Mexico. Dangerous. Dangerous. But she, again, would not elaborate more than that. See, I wouldn't accept that from no, you, though. Yeah, I know. I th- not putting anything on any of them because maybe their relationship is different. But if you were like, I saw something dangerous, I'd be like, and what was it? Yeah. Like, you can't more? just fucking say that. Yeah. You know? Like, but I wonder if it's like maybe there's like security clearance for her job or something. And so she, they, they like already understand that she can't talk about it. Maybe. It's never explained in any of the articles why it was accepted by the friends that she never elaborated. Yeah. Yeah. But for whatever reason, she doesn't talk anymore about it. All right. Then the night of December 10th, so after the lunch that night, Lynn called her work around 10 p.m. to leave a message that she would be late into work the following morning. Okay. Was she in Mexico on this day? No, she's in D.C. Okay. Washington, D.C. Also, god damn, that's a long fucking trip for however often she has to go down. I know, right? It really is. I never even thought about that because in my mind, I'm like, Mexico, that's like so 30 close. minutes away. Yeah, but D.C., oh my God, it's literally across the fucking country. Yeah, continent. yeah. I'd be like, um, like it has to be like a long stint. I'm not going to do that for like a day. I'm sure it was. Yeah. You know? That just sounds like exhausting. Also, this townhome she rented. So okay. like she wasn't, she, I mean, I was going to say she's young. She's 38. That's still young. But usually people are like kind of established by then. But maybe that was her fucking life. Like, I'll go wherever my work takes me. Yeah. Like both places are home to me. Maybe. Maybe she rented another place. Maybe she rented a place in Mexico. Yeah. Yeah. I don't really know. I feel like her work should put her up there. They probably did. Yeah. Maybe they rented a house for her. Yeah. In both places. Yeah. Actually, this place in Washington, D.C. is kind of like a big affluent neighborhood. Mm. Like it's kind of the upper class. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, she was like a financial advisor. Upper echelon. I'm sure she was making a decent amount of money. She was working yeah. with the Mexican fucking federal government, whatever. Cartel. You, know. you said cartel wrong. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Okay, so the night of December 10th, Lynn calls, says, I'm going to, she calls at 9, or I'm going to be late. I got she, some shit going on. Yeah, she calls at 10 p.m. to say she's going to be late, which I think is kind of weird. So, yeah, is that like a leaving a message? I would just call in the morning and be like, I'm going to be late today. Okay, so 
One article said leaving a message. Another article said that she had called and spoke to somebody for 30 minutes. God damn. So I'm thinking that it's like a call to your boss. Yeah. Like if I call my boss. Like it's not the office. Yeah. It like forwards to their phone or something. And maybe she was thinking, "Eh, I'm just going to leave a message. And they picked up and they talked. I don't really know. Yeah. Okay. So now on December 11th Mm -hmm. at 3.30 a.m. Okay. A call was made that... A stylish 19th century row townhouse in Georgetown was on fire. Where the fuck is Georgetown in compared to all this? It's in the district of D.C. Okay. Of Washington, D.C. Okay. Yeah. That's okay. what I was kind of getting at. I don't know why I wrote it like that. I probably literally copied it word for word from the exact article. But basically, this is where I was going to tell you that it's like a fancy, nice townhouse that she was renting. Okay. And this is in D.C. Sorry, spoiler alert. Her house is the one that they call on. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so the fire That would be easier for me to follow if I knew any geography. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't know it if I didn't literally read I'm it. I'm like, okay, Georgetown. Georgia. That's mm. far. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Is it? <laughs> Farther than I thought. <laughs> okay, so the firefighters arrive and it's quickly apparent that only the top level of this townhome is on fire. Okay. And so they run upstairs to the bedroom. Yeah. That the fire is in, and they find that only the bed is on fire, but it's, like, totally engulfed in flames. Jesus. So the firefighters start to put it out, and initially they believe that no one's in the home, like the house is empty. Yeah. But as the fire is extinguished, they're shocked to find that Lynn is laying in her bed unconscious and severely burned, but alive. Uh, Escalated. What the fuck? Escalated real quick. How long do you have to be on fire for the fire department to get there and, like, put it out and then realize that you're in the bed in the fire? Like, she was on fire for a long fucking yeah, time. Yeah, that bed was a fucking blaze. Okay? That's fucked up. But she's alive. That's fucked up. She was rushed to the hospital where they found that she sustained third-degree burns on over 85% of her body. I'm surprised it's 85%. 85%. Over 85%. I'm but surprised it's only that. Isn't that crazy? Oh but my God. under 90, because they would have said 90. <laughs> it was 86%. <laughs> but oh my God, like I can't even imagine third degree burns on like a patch of my skin. Yeah. That's miserable. No, that's horrific. Yeah. Oh, that poor girl. Literally horrific. So when she arrived at the hospital, a nurse that was helping Lynn asked her if she knew what had happened to her. Like, yeah. what's going on? Because she was, like, alert, right? <gasps> not like, I'm sure she wasn't like, hey, what's up, nurse? Thanks. You know, she's probably, like, not really all there. But all Lynn did was shake her head no. But she didn't speak or anything. I don't even know if she could speak. I don't know what. Well, even if she had known what had happened, like, don't you lose, like, with amnesia or whatever, don't you lose a lot of that after like a super trauma? traumatic event? Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm yeah. sure. But also, like, there's just not in any fucking state to be answering questions. Yeah. Not any fault against the nurse, but, yeah. like. But, I mean, I'm sure the nurse was like, hey, this is unusual. Well, and the nurse is probably like, this lady isn't going to make it. This is my chance to ask her, like, what's going on? That sucks. Isn't that? Okay, so she shakes her head no. Ten days later, on December 21st, Lynn succumbed to her injuries and she dies. Ten days? This is so insane to me because, like, 85% burns ten days. Like, there's no way she's going to survive, right? Do people survive that? I don't know. In my mind, it seems, like, unimaginable to survive. I was following this chick on TikTok for a while who was in a fucking volcano eruption and she was burned. What? Yeah. I, oh, my I'll, God. I'll send you her thing. I need that. She was burned on, like, a lot of her body. I don't know how much percentage it was or whatever. Yeah. But, like, she talks about her experience and everything. She lost, like, her family and stuff in it, too. It's pretty <gasps> horrific and pretty That's sad. sad. Yeah. But she, she survived. survived. Yeah. yeah. 
I didn't look up any statistics. And honestly, whenever I hear about burn cases and you throw out a percentage, I can't really comprehend it. But like you throw out 85, that's pretty easy to almost her entire body. That's a B. Like what? Like just her little sliver of her back that was touching the bed or something that didn't have any oxygen on it? Like what? That's a B. (laughs) (laughs) It's almost an A. (laughs) Why did that take so long to sink in? (laughs) Anyway, not good. But so she dies 10 days later. Mm, That's fucked up. I know. So initially, investigators thought that the fire that caused Lynn's death was caused by an accident. So let me tell you why. When she's smoking in bed. Okay, so you're on to something here. So when she arrived at the hospital on the day of the incident, Lynn's blood alcohol level was 0.25, which is two Mm, and a half times. Very drunk. (laughs) Two and a half times the legal drinking limit. Whatever. Yeah. Not that that really matters, but it just tells you how drunk supposedly she is. Additionally, investigators found a Carlton cigarette butt in the bedding that was pushed out onto the deck by the firefighters when they put the blaze out. So mm-hmm. they probably, I'm guessing, like, you know. Wadded everything up. Yeah, and, they're like, trying to get outside. rid of shit. Yeah. Maybe it's engulfed in flames and they're like, get this the fuck out of here. I don't really know the procedures for putting out a fire, but that's how I imagined it. I don't either, but I feel like if a blanket was on fire, I wouldn't be like, throw this outside so I can <laughs> set more shit on fire. Or maybe like, they contain it here. Maybe they put it out and they were like Clearing. brushing it to like see if there's any more embers or, something, or like, something to put, yeah, to yeah. put the rest of it out. I don't that's really right. know the details, but. Yeah. Okay. There okay. was a cigarette butt in there somewhere. Okay. Mm-hmm. Unless it was just like on her balcony where they had thrown it out. That's what I was thinking. Like maybe that's where she smokes. Yeah. Exactly. But this but okay. led the investigators to believe that she had gotten drunk, lit up a smoke, and fell asleep, and the smoking cigarette cigarette had caught herself on fire. Mm-hmm. So this was, was there an accelerant? Why was it only the bed? Great question. Thank you. But her family questioned this theory heavily because of everything you just said. Like, hold the fuck up. Yeah. Like, only her bed was on fire. This is really weird. How long did it have to be smoking? Like, for her to get 85% burns, like, there's some questionable things going on here, right? Yeah. For it to be completely engulfed in flames and it be the only thing engulfed mm-hmm. in flames, it's, mm-hmm. I would think. Suspicious. Yeah. And she didn't wake up. Even if you're that drunk, you'd wake up and be like, oh, fuck, and, like, put the cigarette out or something, you know? I don't know. I know people that do burn their houses down like that or whatever. I mean, I don't know anyone who has done it, but someone you on TikTok. No, I'm just it. kidding. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I could understand that people would do that and not wake up. Like, especially if you're 0.25% alcohol, like, that's really yeah. hammered. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. It just seems suspicious. It does seem suspicious. Okay. So the family is questioning it, right? Mm-hmm. They also claim that she was definitely not a smoker. Oh. And her home didn't indicate that she smoked either. Like, there was no matches, lighters, or ashtrays, or anything in her home. So this would suggest that somebody else was involved, right? If there's a cigarette butt yeah, somewhere. Oh, my God. Now I have, like, terrifying images in my head. You know, like someone pouring gasoline and they're smoking a cigarette. Flicking and it. Like, flicking yeah, it. I know. Yeah. I know. I know. That's fucked up. That's so fucked up. So her best friend, or one of her really good friends, who is a smoker, was like, there's no way that Lynn was a closet smoker, because if you know somebody is a smoker and you're a closet smoker, you always smoke with that friend. Yeah. Like, it's not... Yeah. It's, you're not going to hide it from that person. Yeah, that's your one time you're going to light up and socialize or whatever. Yeah. So she was like, 100% Lynn was not a smoker. That is fucking suspicious. There's something weird going on there. Also, to closet smokers everywhere, everyone knows. <laughs> yeah everyone knows everyone knows everyone who's knows. gonna know <laughs> everyone yeah like you can't smell it anymore because you smoke yeah but, but like you can all smell it everyone else can yeah and also do you do what your heart desires don't be a closet smoker or do if that's what keeps it cut down for you you know whatever yeah do what your heart tells you 
Okay, so she's not a smoker, right? Yeah. Fire and insurance investigators comb over the scene and they find evidence that there's an accelerant present on Lynn's floor, on her mattress, and on her pillow. Okay. It was further determined that this accelerant was a mixture of paint thinner, gasoline, and turpentine. Ugh. That's like, that's some like heavy juju juice you're about to chuck on somebody. Like you mix that shit up and you're like, I've got a plan. That's a concoction. That is the word I was looking for. (laughs) Juju juice. (laughs) (laughs) The investigator made a comment that based on the state that Lynn was in, he would have expected the whole house to have burned down around her. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, exactly. And he was shocked that it hadn't spread to the whole house and that the fire only caused about $15,000 worth of damages. So it's an expensive bed. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure probably the floor and wall and ceiling, you know, everything around the bed <laughs> had smoke damage and water damage from the firefighters putting it out. That too. Yeah. yeah. But like it didn't wreck the whole house. It wasn't demolished or anything. It was just like that one little spot. And so yeah. they were like based off of how she looked when we took her out of here, you would have thought the whole fucking house was on fire. That's insane. It was evident to the investigators that whoever set this house on fire knew what they were doing and knew how to contain the fire in a way that it didn't damage everything, but only did what it was intended to do. That's weird. Only caught her on fire. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah. It's super weird to have that knowledge. Okay. First, it's obviously a cartel hitman, right? Obviously. Um, (laughs) I don't know. You're going to get buckled up for my theory. Could be. (laughs) Could be. Could be wrong. Yeah. But also, it's... Interesting that someone would be concerned about, like, don't want to wreck the rest of the house. Like, you're already fucking lighting someone on fire. What do you yeah. care if the rest of the house catches on fire? Like, what's the point? Yeah, the only thing maybe I that could... it would be put out sooner. That's exactly what I was thinking, is, like, it would alert somebody before the evidence is covered up. Okay, maybe. And so That's the only explanation I would accept. So, like, if it catches the rest of the house on fire, that's okay. It's just definitely has to do this one spot of the house. It has to do this spot aggressively before it can spread. Yeah. And no one can really know. Okay. So that we can get rid of evidence. Yeah. With this latest development, with, like, finding the accelerant and everything, Lynn's death changed from accidental to homicide. Yeah. Now, because... (laughs) Yeah. Fucking obviously. Now, because investigators initially suspected her death was accidental, the site of the fire was not treated as a crime scene. Son of a bitch. Bomb, bomb, bomb. This means that potential key evidence could have been lost in the cleanup of the aftermath. Yeah, like the cigarette butt? (laughs) Yeah. Sweep that away. File that away in the trash. No one needs any DNA? DNA. It's probably hers. It's not hers. It's probably hers. I don't even know if they kept the cigarette butt. Like, I don't know what kind of evidence they have. Yeah. Additionally, the home was never closed off as a crime scene, and people were allowed to come and go freely into and out of her home. Okay. So hours after the fire, a contractor came and boarded up the windows of the townhome and padlocked the front door. Also, she was renting the townhome, like I said, and by 2 p.m. the same day that she was set on fire, 2 p.m. that day, the owner of the townhouse was inside along with his fiance and an insurance representative, and they were cleaning up the debris, like turning this house around, getting it ready, you know. To fix it up. What the fuck? I'm sure it wasn't like nefarious or anything like, well, yeah. sucks to suck. Nothing like that. But like, you don't have like anything else to do that day. But like, the police were not like, hey, we should just, you know, hold off and make sure that this isn't an investigation yeah. or anything like that. They were immediately like, nah, it was an accident. You're good. Yep. Carry on. So, like, the crime scene was definitely compromised. Her family is obviously upset at the initial ruling and how the crime scene was handled and everything like that. Yeah. Her family believes that sometime after midnight on December 11th, so the early morning, 
Her killer broke into Lynn's home by way of either a spare key, since there was no signs of forced entry, or Lynn let the person in and knew who it was and forced Lynn to drink a considerable amount of alcohol until she passed out. Mm -hmm. Now, I guess another thing is, is that Lynn was not a drinker. Like her friends were like, she just never drank. Okay, that was going to be my question was on the phone call where she may have talked to someone for 30 minutes or left a message being like, yo, I'm going to be late. Yeah. A couple of questions there. Was she going to be late because of drinking, maybe someone being there? And she's like, oh, guys, I'm not going to make it in tomorrow. I'm going to be late. This is a long fucking night of whatever this guy has planned. Mm -hmm. Or did she sound drunk? Like, was she like, fuck this, I'm hammered. Like, I don't know. You know? Yeah, I don't know. Like, nobody ever really comments. All they said was like, okay, so she talked for 30 minutes and she seemed happy. She seemed fine. Like, nothing seemed out of sorts or out of place. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. But I don't know what that means. And that was at 10 o'clock and she was found at 3.30 a.m. So, like, there's a lot of time between there for shit to happen. It's not that. Maybe it's like four hours. But I know, yeah. really. But still, it's just like weird. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know if it was normal for her to like call out like, oh, it's going to be a late one. I'll see you in the morning, yeah. later in the morning. I don't know. It's you weird just to wait me- in the morning and then you're like, sorry, I don't feel well. Yeah, it's late. weird to me to call out the night before. Yeah, maybe that was the company culture. Like it was normal. Yeah. Like maybe yeah. they worked long hours or something. I don't Although know. I have considered it because you're like, then I wouldn't have to wake up in the morning and call. Yeah. Yeah. Because I know I'm not going to be in. Sleep. <laughs> yeah. 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 So maybe. I guess. Yeah. Who knows? But it is kind of weird, right? Mm hmm. But okay. she wasn't hammered probably for that phone call. Yeah. It doesn't sound like it. Mm-hmm. Or at least if she had been drinking. By choice, she wasn't far enough along that anybody would suspect anything based off of that phone call. Yeah. So the family theorizes that once, you know, she drank enough alcohol to pass out and that she was forced to drink it. And once she was out, the killer doused her in the flammable liquid and set her on fire. Mm -hmm. The family attorney believes that this was a professional hit based on the manner of the death and the fact that she had been murdered before she could finish her report on the Mexican banks. Mm. So she never actually finished her reports. Okay, she was like at the tail end of it or something or like, you know, my reports are going to be ugly, but like it wasn't finished. Okay, was there enough evidence written down or whatever? Like I don't know. Okay. also, Hmm. most of this information is coming from like an Unsolved Mysteries episode. Mm. So, you know how they just kind of like very lightly summarize it. And then there was one other article that had a lot more detail that I got a lot of information from, like names and shit so that I went down my own fucking rabbit hole. Okay, so. That's actually leads us to this perfect point. Like, you know, I I had to. That's where it ended. It was like, ah, she fucking. It was a professional. For sure. Somebody killed her because she was working on the shady ass report. And I'm like, ah, hold up. I need to know more. Yeah. (laughs) I need to know more. Oh, did you say reports? I love reports. I'm going to read this report. So a quick recap on my theory. Mm -hmm. Sorry, I jumped a little bit. But like, you want to hear my theory, right? Obviously. That's why everybody's here. Not for the facts, but for the pure speculation. Pure speculation. Disclaimer, disclaimer, disclaimer. Barely know what I'm talking about in any of these subjects. And this is an opinion. Yep. A total opinion that I'm probably right on. <laughs> probably. 100%. I should get I should fucking send this to the police officer so they can investigate. Like I have a hot tip. Um I did your job for you. <laughs> yeah. You'll appreciate this later when this is solved. <laughs> and like I said, it all hinges on one fucking idea that I might be right on, but I'm probably not. Okay, okay. so 
And it's a rough, it's a rough, it could, you know, I think the main core of the theory Mm -hmm. is on the right path, but like every, all the ancillary bullshit, I'm just kind of throwing in there like, yeah, maybe this happened. Okay. Ancillary. Ancillary. Good word. (laughs) Oh. Somebody went to college. Oh, baby, I'm about to send so many words your way. You got your head on, your hat on, your brain working? I'm ready. Let's do it. Okay, everybody, if you're sleepy, you better perk up and listen, because this is where I need your ears. Okay, buckle up. Okay? I'm ready. Because it's a wild fucking ride. Okay. So a quick recap on my theory, and then I'll go in to explain everything. Okay. I believe that Lynn knew her killer and let the person into her home. Mm -hmm. I don't think that it was the Mexican cartel or drug lords or anything like that. Gasp. Uh, Super gasp. Because you're in the heart of D.C. Why would a fucking cartel person come to the heart of D.C. and set one random woman on fire and walk away? That seems a little like... Because he was paid to? But okay, go on. Okay. But... uh... Okay, like you're saying, like a hit, like the cartel yeah, paid a hit. The person cartel's hitman. It just seems so like there had to be more people working on this report than just her, right? Like you why would just think. her? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Seemed a little like fishy to me. Okay. Okay. I think that I find it odd that at 10 p.m. at night she calls to say that she's going to be late to work. We kind of already discussed this, right? And like I said, everybody said it sounded like she was fine for the 30-minute chat. Now, to me, no one is at work at 10 p.m. to accept a phone call. So it had to be like she's calling somebody personally, right? Yeah. Or forwarded to her boss or something. Like forwarded to whoever. Like you're not calling the office because nobody's in the office at 10 p.m. I mean, she could have, and then it would have forwarded to whoever. Oh, like to to. her actual phone? Yeah. Maybe. So I don't know. But this isn't really that important, but I'm just kind of like, that's really fucking weird. It really bothers me that she called out at 10 o'clock at night. It's weird. Yeah, it's super weird. But maybe she had a close relationship with her boss, whatever, mm-hmm. called. So that makes me kind of think that, like, okay, we're not – like, our relationship is pretty ebb and flow. I'm going to tell you things. You're going to tell me things. I feel comfortable enough calling you later. Especially at night. talking for 30 minutes. Yeah. Like at 1030? Yeah. Oh, it's 11? Exactly. Like, I'm thinking you got bed. a close relationship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If that's what's going on. So maybe you know some of the things that she's worried about or something like that. Well, maybe she was telling him finally. Maybe. And she's like, I know some dangerous shit. And they're like, but, like, what? And she's like, I'll tell you. Yeah, in you're the my next boss. 30 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> and now I have to go. Yeah. So I'm thinking maybe the reason that she called in knowing that she was going to be late the next morning was because that somebody that she let into her house was a coworker or a friend or something and they were hanging out, maybe shooting the shit over whatever the hell report that they were working on or whatever's going on at work or whatever. There's somebody there that's keeping her, maybe encouraging her to drink. Like, I like to believe that I could get anybody to get drunk with me if I want them to with enough peer pressure. So it's possible that somebody could have done that to Lynn. And she was like, this is fun. I'm going to call it at work because I know I'm going to be hungover in the morning. Let me just do that real quick and we'll keep going. Yeah. Okay. One theory on why she drank. Don't know if it's true or not. It's really not that important in my overall I mean, it's pretty fucking important, but I don't have a very good answer. You're poking your own holes here. Listen, it gets good. Also, one article said about this whole alcohol thing. One article said that in order for her levels to have been that high, that she would have had to have a drink like every 10 minutes or something ridiculous like that or every seven minutes, which is really not likely for somebody who doesn't drink. Doesn't drink. So I was thinking another theory for how her blood alcohol content could have gotten so high was like, okay, there was an accelerant thrown on her and she had 85% burns on her body. Did it somehow enter her bloodstream that way? I don't know if that's possible and I don't know if alcohol is in any of those things that I named off as an accelerant, but she, is that possible? Mm, I don't fucking know. I'm not a doctor. I don't know, but I think you're onto something in the sense of maybe she wasn't drinking alcohol. Mm. Like maybe she was drinking 
I don't know. Turpentine. Yeah. But I don't know if there's alcohol in any of those things yeah. or if they would raise like your blood alcohol level or just fuck them up to where it's like registers as alcohol or something. Can't you get drunk on gasoline or does it just make you sick? I don't know. I think nobody drink it. I think it just makes you sick. I think you can huff it and you get high. Yeah, maybe that's what I'm thinking. Like the fumes. But like straight alcohol. What it was uh, it was gasoline, turpentine and what? Um paint thinner. Paint thinner. You can get drunk on paint you can get something on paint thinner. High. Is it high? Yeah. What if you drink paint thinner though? I I wonder if that would raise your blood alcohol level. I don't know. Like what what if she wasn't drinking alcohol? What if she was drinking something that you're not supposed to drink? Yeah. That would get you fucked up. Yeah. But probably not by choice. I no, 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 no. By choice, okay, yeah. Yeah, no, that's yeah. what I mean. It's like yeah. not by choice. Like but being that would be to drink it? Yeah, that would be a not a drink every seven minutes or whatever. You know, I'd just be yeah. like, here, you also, have to drink that this. statistic, I did not do the math. I don't really know. I read it in passing in one article. I don't really remember. But I just remember being like, wow, that's a lot of alcohol. I don't really know about that. Yeah. So, I know that 0.25 is like fucking hammered. Like, like you like, don't feel bad. Good. Yeah. yeah, like you're drunk. Yeah. So either way, somehow she gets intoxicated, whether it by choice, whatever. Yeah. Now, I'm thinking if the theory is because if she's calling at 10 p.m. in my in my world, the only reason you're calling out is because you're getting drunk and you know you're going to be hungover or something or you got a friend coming over and it's going to be a late night. Maybe, like you said, your friend just stopped in and you're like, oh, shit, I need to chat with this person, whatever. So they hang out. They drink. They go to bed. So, like, I'm thinking that Lynn willingly goes to bed. After she falls asleep, said friend or coworker comes in, sets her on fire. So it was a whole setup, right? Like, come over under the roost of hanging out so that she feels comfortable with me being here. Mm -hmm. Get her to call in late for whatever reason so that nobody suspects anything when she doesn't show up at work right away. So you think it's, like, a coworker? I think it might be a coworker. Okay. I'll tell you why. Yeah. Okay. okay. Tell me why. I'm I don't know t- anything about her coworkers. I'm going to tell you why. So you stick with me now because it's going to get a little confusing. Okay. okay. I did some research on Barron's Group LLC, the company that she worked for. Mm-hmm. And according to Bloomberg, Barron's basically specializes in economic consulting in developing countries mm-hmm. and the U.S. Agency for International Development. Okay. Their contracts, that specific agency, their contracts. The U.S. Agency for International Development, or the USAID, basically gives foreign aid and development assistance. So, like, fucking need help, USAID jumps in and is like, here's some fucking USAID. (laughs) Here is some money to get you on your feet. It literally spells USAID. USAID. Interesting. (laughs) Very neat. (laughs) So, Barron's is contracted by USAID to audit the foreign aid and assistance. So, U.S. goes on. It's like, here's some fucking money. Make sure you do whatever the hell you need to do with it. And then they hire Barron's to make sure that they're doing with the money that they're supposed to be doing. There's no corruption. That's what Barron's does. They audit shit to make sure that the money is being used as it's intended. Barron's is a subsidiary of a company called KPMG Consulting LLC, meaning that KPMG is the parent Mm-hmm. company and then Barron's is a child company mm-hmm. kpmg is basically a financial consulting firm just like Barron's. okay now kpmg has a ton of subsidiaries which i'm sure isn't that unheard of for like financial advisory whatever especially ones that are dealing with governments and shit it's gonna take a lot of fucking companies to make shit happen and yeah. specializations and whatever so they have a lot of subsidiaries and one of those subsidiaries is called kpmg pete marwick Policy Economics Groups. So I'm going to call it KPMG PEG for Policy Economic Group. Okay. Okay. So this would be a sister company to Barron's. Yes. Okay. So I found in March of 1997, so this is two years after Lynn died, 
The U.S. Agency for International Development, or USAID, released an organizational conflict of interest report for Barents <gasps> because Barents became a successor in interest to KPMG PEG. So basically their sister company. Essentially what that means is Barents has now become responsible for their sister company's contracts, right? Any obligations, whatever, they're in the same business, financial auditing, whatever. If KPMG owns a contract with USAID, now Barents is responsible for completing that contract. Okay. Okay? This conflict of interest report states that even though Barents and KPMG PEG are identified as separate entities, they are literally working in the exact same building. And furthermore, the staff is oftentimes shared between the two companies depending on the task. Mm -hmm. Why is this a problem? Well, if Barron's is working with USAID on an audit and says, hey, we recommend implementing this change or whatever, and then KPMG, PEG, could be potentially privy to this information, and they could be favorable to gain a contract to implement the change that Barron's is suggesting. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. So if they're like, hey, by the way, people aren't using your money correctly or whatever. Here's how we suggest you implement this change. You need to work with a company to implement this change, and it's going to cost a billion dollars. And then all of a sudden, KPMG Peg is like, hey, guys, I can implement that. Skirt. I'll do it for a million dollars. Exactly. Yeah. Or even Barrett's could be suggesting something that only KPMG Peg could implement stuff okay. like it's just a conflict of interest yeah yeah yeah. and you can't sit there and say like hey i'll help you with your contracts and don't worry we're two separate entities and literally be in the same exact building yeah so the usaid is like hey heads the fuck up just so you know from here on out you need to always treat these companies as one so if one is auditing the other cannot be a contractor Right. They can't okay. implement anything. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. And furthermore, when this happened, KPMG PEG stepped up and they were like, we're no longer going to accept USAID contracts, whatever. Okay. So they fucking got busted in 1997 for what I'm assuming is kind of shady. Yeah. Yeah. OK. Just saying it's a possibility. I don't know if anything ever happened, but it's questionable. Yeah. It's kind of weird that that company is doing that. Right. Um, but also it seems like those two sister companies would be, like, friendly with each other. Like, they're passing work to each other like, hey, man. That's the problem. Yeah. No, I know. But yeah. then I wouldn't think that someone from, like, KPMG Peg would target Lynn. Okay. So just buckle up. Okay. So, okay. But just a little note. This is kind of a weird note to put it, but I'm going to put it here. The overlying point of this last little message I was just trying to say was basically that during the time that Lynn was working at Barron's, it is possible that the company was partaking in some sort of shady activity. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, it's yeah. not the shiniest of company. Allegedly, there's no evidence. I didn't uncover any smoking gun or anything like that. But, like, pfft, hmm, yeah. questionable. Also, it could have not been, um, like, nefarious or on purpose at all. It was just like, like, oh, it just happened that It way. just happened. Could yeah. be. Yeah. Like, I could didn't be. mean to. Could be. Which no, I think no. is how rich people get away with everything. Exactly. I didn't so, know I couldn't do that. Uh, oh, no, you can't shoot somebody in the face for their will. I don't know. Okay, so I also found that in May of 1996, so this is five months after Lynn's death, mm -hmm. a report was published by Barron's titled, everybody hold on to your hats again, we got a lot of words coming, quote, Minerals Management Service Royalty Gas Marketing Pilot Report. It's a lot of words, 
A lot of words. I'm about to tell you what everything means, okay? So Minerals Management Services, or MMS, was a U.S. government agency that managed the nation's natural gas, oil, and other mineral resources. Okay. Basically, Barron's was hired by MMS to audit a pilot study where they changed the way that royalties were collected for the natural gas that was collected off of the Gulf of Mexico and somewhere in fucking Wyoming. It was okay. oil in Wyoming, just for the record. But traditionally, royals were paid in cash, meaning that the gas was mined and then sold, and then the money was divided between the owners or the nations or whoever fucking is supposed to get these royalties, right? Mm-hmm. And this MMS government agency is responsible for that. For okay? paying everybody out. For paying everybody else. Mm-hmm. However, there were always arguments over if the gas was sold at the highest price or not and to the right nation and blah, 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 right? Mm -hmm. There are all these appeals and shit like that. And so they spent a lot of money just trying to justify if the money, if the fucking gas was sold right and everybody got the right royalties, right? Yeah. So there was this pilot program where royalties were collected in kind, quote, in kind, meaning that gas was mined and then given to the owners of the, like, you get X amount of gas, I get X amount of gas, and I'm the owners of the royalty, and then I will go sell it on a fair and open market for whatever price I think it should be sold for. So it's like do it your damn self. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Basically, instead of money, now people, the the fucking nations are getting the gas. Yeah. Okay. The program pilot ran from January 1995 to December 1995. Okay. Lynn died December 1995. Okay. Mm -hmm. So it is very likely that this is the project that Lynn was working on because this is Barrett's report. Like, they're coming back and saying, hey, we worked with MMS on this fucking pilot program, and here's what we found. We audited the program, and here's what we suggest. Okay? Okay. So it's very likely that this is the project that she's working on. I don't know this for sure, but my whole theory hinges on this is the fact that this could be the project that she's working on. Okay? Which the police would be able to dispute or here's whatever. Here's the thing. No, right? Okay, here's the thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the fuck the police have looked into. It's not on the internet anywhere of clear, like, who's their suspicion, you know, whatever, suspects. suspects. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but they do state in one article at the very last line is that the representatives of the parent company that she worked for, so KPMG, they never say anything about Lynn's death. They're never like, oh, my God, what a tragedy. sorry about it. Or, hey, because there's like a reward for her fucking for somebody stepping forward and helping solve her murder yeah and it's like on unsolved mysteries and everything and they never say a word in fact if they're questioned they never answer whatever that's kind of fucked up anyway kind of fucked up in general and to not throw out like here's a ten thousand dollar bonus part let me add to it yeah go one of our employers yeah so that's what made me dig i was like hold up i want to know more about barons because that seems kind of fucked up yeah right okay so here we are so it's very likely that she could be working on this on this pilot program for this royalties in kind project for mms off the gulf of mexico and that's what she's looking at is like does this pilot program work Okay. Yeah. The report, which was published after Lynn's death by Barron's, basically says, yep, this Checks ro- out. royalties in kind project is like a fucking great idea. You should totally do it. Go implement this five-year plan. Whatever. Everything's perfect. Yes. Love the idea. Now go hire go hire a company to go implement this five-year plan. We're KPMG talking like peg? millions and billions of dollars. Okay. So. Okay, so so to implement the five-year plan for MMS to make the royalty-in-kind pilot a standard royalty practice, MMS hired a, quote, well-known energy consulting group. That's all I can find on who they hired. So I was like, well, I'm just going to Google, like, U.S. well-known energy consulting groups. KPMG is number eight on that fucking list. It's number eight. 
Okay. So now I don't know that that company was hired to implement this program. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I'm falling down your hole. It's pretty fucking likely. And we already know that KPMG and Barron's yeah. had a fucking system going. Symbiotic allegedly. relationship. Allegedly. Mm-hmm. It was audited. They were like, hey, this is a conflict of motherfucking interest. And yeah. this is now, I mean, that conflict of interest was two years after this fucking report was put out. Like, yeah, this was yeah. done in 95. So this, it could have still been actually, happening. Actually, it was 96 that this pub, that this report was published. It was May of 96. Well, yeah. I mean, she died in December. Yeah, so. yeah. So, like... It would make sense that the report would come out a couple months later. Yeah. Especially if she wasn't done with it. Especially if somebody else had to pick it up because she was yeah. murdered. Yeah. Okay, and so a year later in 97, it comes out, like, hey, there's a conflict of interest. It's very likely that they were still doing those nefarious things between, like, hey, Barron's will suggest an idea, and then KPMG gets hired to do to implement yeah. this program, and we're all going to be happy for it, right? Mm-hmm. No conflict of interest here, even though we're literally working in the exact same building, and I might also be working for Barron's and KPMG. Pretty fucking shady. Yeah. I don't know this for a fact. I'm speculating wildly, but it's kind of lining up. Mm-hmm. Now, as if that isn't shady enough, mm-hmm. in August of 2008, The U.S. government releases a report where it's found that the MMS oil marketing group is insanely corrupt, like insanely corrupt. Like there's this whole scandal where someone blew the whistle and was like, hey, this whole royalty and kind program is so fucking rigged. It's not even funny. (gasps) It was found that the MMS royalty and kind marketers had developed inappropriate relationships with the reps from the oil companies for preferential treatment, a.k.a. guaranteed contracts instead of selling the gas on the fair and open market, whatever. Even like, you know, hey, you're going to help transport my gas to my customer or whatever. Like there was all this shady shit, like so many emails and stuff where freaking people knew that they shouldn't be going to these events and stuff. Like oil companies would be like, hey, come to our company event and come, you know, accept this fucking lavish ass gift, which you're not allowed to do. Yeah. Like it's. That's a bribe. It's literally a bribe. Yeah. And they were taking it. And in the emails, they would write, like, this stays under the radar. Or we don't talk about this party. Ew. And. and, You're in an email. Bitch, do you not understand how the internet works? Oh, my God. And there was so much sexual harassment. It was in fucking sane. So MMS, U.S. government company, who is running this royalty and kind project, which was suggested by Barron's, Mm -hmm. which got implemented by KPMG. Probably. Is yeah, yeah, sorry. Allegedly. <laughs> the KPMG part is allegedly. Yeah. Is insanely corrupt. And sexist. And sexist. So, in my theory, mm-hmm. in conclusion, mm-hmm. my hypothesis is saying, that's mm-hmm. before guess. Anyway, okay. Is that it's likely that Lynn was working for the company, Barrent, that was planning on double dipping, right? They mm-hmm. were going to suggest MMS to make these changes and then hire themselves as KPMG to do those changes. And during the audit of this pilot program, Lynn uncovered all of this shady shit that MMS was doing and was going to reveal this in her report, mm-hmm. right? Like, so she's there to audit this this whatever in kind. Yeah. yeah, this royalty in kind thing. And Barron's wants this to go through so that KPMG, a.k.a. Barron's, can pick up the contract. But Ew, do you think they put a woman on it because they're like, she'll never find anything. She's dumb. I don't know. But then Lynn finds, like, hold up, aside yeah. 
from this royalty and kind program maybe not working and kind of being a little like rickety because what they were trying to find is like are you going to make any money from doing it do you actually save any money by doing this or should we keep it status quo right that's what her whole goal was but in doing so it's likely that she uncovered all of this fucking corrupt shit of like okay hold up but like you're doing inappropriate things over here for my own u.s government yeah my own u.s government mms agency is doing this this is insane. I have to report this. And what if, whether it be the U.S. government or whatever, or like my original theory was like a coworker mm-hmm. who she was working with and who, who was might close lose with, a lot of money if he didn't get this contract. Who also worked with KPMG. Yeah. And not just Barron's was like, no, this contract's going to go through. And also maybe that person took some kind of bribes Bribe. or things and is about to be exposed. Exactly. And Lynn is confiding in this person because she doesn't realize all of the shit that this person's also included in this whole <gasps> fucking mashup shit. She confides, confides in the wrong person. And somehow, some way, it is determined that Lynn's report can't be published. And so they kill her December, literally the very end of this whole pilot program. She's murdered while she's trying to put this report together is my theory. And my last bullet is I could be wrong. Actually, there's one more bullet. I want to know if one of her coworkers smoked Carlton brand cigarettes, because I feel like that's our only clue as to who was at her fucking house. Yeah, yeah. Isn't that crazy, that rabbit hole that I went into? That is actually really crazy. And I'm very impressed with... um... Corrupt government agencies. By the way, MMS is no longer a government agency. Well, that's good. They shut... The U.S. was like, ah, fuck, there's a giant... I put it all in the sources, all of the reports and everything. Yeah. But it's literally published by the U.S. government that's like, ah, fuck. Here's all the things we found. They literally have names of people that they interviewed. Like, you know, this person accepted... $7,000 as a gift, which isn't alarming at first, except for you find out that they accepted this 132 times over the last four years. That's pretty excessive. Yeah, Yeah. 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 And like company parties and they'd be like, oh, you know, the title would literally be like tailgate last night or whatever. Like and it was between supposed contracts like I'm supposed to be able to go out there and be like, hey, somebody, everybody bid for this or whatever. And the best price, you know, like it was obviously rigged. Yeah, yeah. Now, I'm not saying that I know 100 percent that that is the report from Barron's that Lynn was working on. Yeah. But I do know that Barron's was working in Mexico, off the Gulf of Mexico, on this MMS royalty and kind project. So it's very possible that that could have been the, the one comp- that she was working on. Yeah. And the yeah. company she was working with when she uncovered all of this shit. I don't like that they never came out and were like, man, we're so sorry that that happened to one of our employees. That's exactly why I even questioned the company. I would have never went down this rabbit hole and our story would have been two pages long. Yeah. But I was like, that's really weird. Like, yeah. And I work for a big company. They would at least be like, oh, my. There would be like a fucking as a coworker, my coworker would have said and they, you know, like, oh, man. And when she they was... interview her in the news. OK. Yeah. But like, no. The, she did have one coworker who was interviewed in one article, and it was that she had confided in the coworker that she was getting those weird phone calls. And that coworker now has moved on as like upper management in another consulting firm. Probably makes a lot of money. I don't think he's the one who did it. I could be totally fucking wrong. I didn't go down that rabbit hole. Yeah. I was trying though, because if you Google Barron's LLC, 
I think I typed in scandal or something like that. I don't even remember. It pops up on Paradise Papers as having an offshore account in Barbados. And I was like, okay, but also they have all these subsidiaries and shit. Like, I wouldn't be surprised. But I guess there are valid reasons to have offshore accounts in Barbados. But that's also suspicious, too, if they don't need one. Like, why are you hiding money? Like, are you hiding money between your two companies, your sister company? I don't know. I don't know enough about all this shit. And I'm sure people listening are much more smarter than me. On a majority of this conversation, (laughs) because I had to heavily Google a lot of those things, like, what is a royalty in kind, you know? Yeah, yeah. And even then, I'm like, I fucking kind of get it, but not all the way. (laughs) Anyway, isn't that fucking crazy? That is insane. That's my theory, is her work killed her. I, there's no way it didn't. And listen, DC, don't come after me. I'm not that smart. But... I've listened to so many podcasts where there's so much corruption in Washington, D.C. that it's not even funny. Yeah. And, like, I really honestly truly believe it. Personal note. Yeah. I believe a lot of the stuff. I think that's how a lot of it works is if you know somebody is the only way that you're going to get ahead. And in that exact instance, it's if you know somebody, then they'll get you a contract to do this thing. It's so easy for that to happen. Yeah. 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 If you accept bribes or that's for every job. Mm -hmm. Do you know a person at that job? You're more likely to get it. I literally have to take training and classes to say that I will not accept a bribe. I can't take anything over X amount of dollars. And these are the forms of things I'm allowed to accept. Yeah, it's like $25 or something oh, like that. Okay. Like, I was if like, how much are you allowed to take? Yeah, it's nothing impressive. Like, I can go to lunch. If, like, a company that I work for, like a supplier, if they're like, hey, we want to take you to lunch, that's okay as long as we're discussing business. But, like, if they're like, hey, I want to take you and your friend to lunch, that's not okay. Really? It's considered a bribe. Yeah. Why? Because it's Irrelevant. outside of work and you're not part of work. And so I'm getting the incentive of my friend getting a free lunch. And so I could that could be perceived as a bribe. Also, the company I work for is, like, Big time. Oh, they cover all their fucking bases. Yeah. They're like, you took this course, you signed off, it is now your responsibility if you ever fuck anything up. Yeah, we're not going to take responsibility for you taking bribes. Like, we're not zero going tolerance. down that ship. Yeah, yeah, zero tolerance. We don't approve of that, which is good, but also, like, you know, they've probably had to pay a lot of lawsuits. <laughs> probably. <laughs> I'm sure. They're like, we're not doing that shit again. Bring in a trainer. Oh, my God. Doesn't this blow your mind? That's crazy. What if I'm right? It's all government agency bullshit. Well, you think the Mexican drug cartel and it's really the fucking mineral services over in the U.S. fucking shit over <laughs> for some listen, goddamn oil. Don't come after us, okay? Yeah, we're, it's not worth it, really. It's on not. your side, Mexican but cartel. But also, if I just cracked open the case... <laughs> no! <laughs> if I just cracked open the case, though, you guys... Cracked it wide open. Wide open. Well, we need somebody to take a second look. Should I email this episode to an investigator? I'll mm-hmm. be like, hot tip. They're going to be like, we fucking know, man. You found that all on Google Docs you or whatever. You didn't fucking look? I literally Googled the shit and it popped up as a PDF. Like, you don't think it's exclusively available to them very easily in a much more accessible database. But you have to have a very conspiracy-minded brain to get there. So oh. maybe they didn't. Oh. Maybe they were just like, uh-oh, spaghetti, I'll sweep it under the rug. Maybe the right detective needs to hear it, you know? <gasps> maybe the detective is in on it. Maybe the detective who's not in their pocket needs to hear Ooh. it. Anyway, so if you guys want to check out pictures pertaining to my case, I'm not sure what Critty is going to be able to uncover. <laughs> Maybe she's going to crack this case for uh, us, maybe, too. Maybe. Maybe she can find the cigarette, but it's going to be all pictures of, like, screenshots from Unsolved Mysteries episode. I know, right? <laughs> but go to isgpodcast.com. While you're there, join our Patreon. For as little as a dollar, you get an extra episode every month. We have a $10 tier, too, where you get access to all of the video behind the scenes. You get to hear us rant for fucking ever. It's totally worth it. Totally Highly worth suggest it. it. Also... Come buy some merch. That'll be great. Support your favorite podcast. Come join us on social media. We're on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, 
and TikTok. And our handle is at ISGD Podcast. On Facebook, you can join us on the goddamn pod group. There's zero requirements to enter other than you be fucking kind to everybody. Yep. And if you'd like to email us, our email is isgdpodcast at gmail.com. And then if you'd like to snail mail us, our P.O. box is 2764 Spring Valley, California, 91979. Start that with P.O. box. I feel like they figured that out. You guys know. You know. know. Go to the last episode. I said it better. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why I started laughing like uh, Woody Woodpecker. Uh, you did. <laughs> 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 All right, guys. Bye. Toodles.